All right. So since the party cannot stop pushing the COVID panic porn, they, they, they're doing it all week. And it's getting it's getting worse. Since they can't stop pushing this, I've got a new approach and to counter them. And it's something that their 4,000-person PSYOP test on people didn't foresee. Now, Curtis, if you're a friend, I'll say it. Let's get to the podcast. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It is time such as these, this opportunity to sit back and really remember something. There's a lot of evil and a lot of people who are performing evil and there are evil people conning people into performing evil. And then there's just people who, and, and God forgive me for the judgment, are stupid. And they're, they're, they're at the top. And they're as conned as anybody. And it is, uh, that was to me just this morning, just stood out as something that we've got to remember you know, I mentioned earlier this week that they, the government paid a bunch of money to run a PSYOP test where they brought 4,000 people in. Uh, I think this is a Yale test. We talked about that yesterday. And they determined what are the psychological pressure points needed to con people into taking an injection that cannot stop the spread of a virus, but is extremely dangerous, uh, particularly in comparison to actual vaccines. So they tested the guilt thing, the shame thing, the it's not brave to go without the injections, the the dirt people approach. That's in there. The, the, the anger approach. How dare these dirt people endanger my kids? Now, with every bit of data showing that this thing is becoming what it was always destined to become, courtesy of the human immune system, which is a, a cold Every bit of data indicates this, including the new Omicron. The party can't stop pimping the fear. So I've been thinking, and I wasn't actually thinking, it just came to me this morning during prayer of of a way to counter this that they didn't imagine. And uh, the, the, the scripture that struck me this morning is uh, 1 Timothy 4, 2. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. And of course, they're not talking about COVID there, but I'm looking at the religion built around COVID and the mask is the sacraments and Fauci and the who are in fact the, the, the priests at the throne of judgment and they'll judge whether or not you're a, you know, you should be in, incriminated for existing. The, then below that, you just have these unbelievably misled people. So first step number one for me is let's, let's stop. And I know that a lot of people hold this view already, but I think it's easy when you're looking at something so utterly, utterly well-planned and scheming and psychotic and uh, global 
I think it's easy to say everybody's in on this. No, very few people are in on pushing this and causing it to happen. Everybody else in it is a, is their pawns. You know, so many people at the CNN, uh, this the CNN. So many people at CNN are pawns, and so many people in the White House are pawns. And I know that's the oldest statement in the book. Oh, there's a scene behind the scene. But now the people behind the scenes are saying, no, we're, we're running things. We're not even going to pretend anymore. The World Economic Forum said, hey, we're going to go ahead and run things now. We're, we're bored with democracy and we're bored with representative democracy. And it moved too slow and people aren't worshiping us with enough fervorness. They're not fervent enough in their worship of us. So they have the, 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 the once again, the, the curtain on the temple has been torn down. We're looking straight into their temple and you have Bill Gates looking back at us going, oh, well, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. We, we, I should say, we don't have a choice. Okay. They're, they're smart and they're scheming and they're duplicitous and all of their behaviors indicate that to me. Hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with the hot iron. I don't know that Bill and, and those folks anymore um, are capable of having a conscience. I really don't. Given what's going on, given yesterday we talked about Fauci laugh, but he had a laughing face. Well, uh, this wouldn't be the first time in history that something that looked good in testing uh, killed a bunch of people. (laughs) But I want to remind ourselves that a lot of these folks are not particularly smart. And case in points, and do I need to say more than Cammie? And look, I am I'm I am so trying hard to not mock leaders. She's not a leader in my mind. I am trying so hard, but I am speaking as I hear it, just the truth. This woman is is the pawn of all pawns. She is put here on camera to demonstrate her utter lack of knowledge about how blenders work. An electric car is a battery-operated blender. It is almost no different. I mean, yes, it's got higher-tech items, etc. It is a blender. It's a golf cart. It's it's a high-tech golf cart. And Cammy's on camera, and just on cue, the mockingbirds are snapping pictures of her. Oh, did you get her putting the outlet into the side of the car? Oh, oh, Madam Vice President, could you do that again? We didn't get a clear shot of you connecting the car to the power. Listen to Cammy struggle to understand how blenders work. It's plugged in, so is it plugged into just the normal electric yeah. socket, right? Uh, yes, normally it's a 240 volt, but you can go ahead and plug in, and uh, okay. that's it. Okay. Yeah. There we are. That's it. And there's no sound or fume. There, there is nothing. Yeah, yeah. And that's so all there is. So for all of us who are used to, every to we, filling our tank, we, we you usually can smell it and and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right. None of that. None of so it. So how do I know it's actually working? It <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, typically, once you uh, uh, wave the card, it's, it's actually charged. <laughs> so that's how would I know that? Uh, I mean, how so, would the, know that? so typically, uh, excuse me. Yes. So typically, you come in here. Then she repeats. Park, she she repeats. Uh, what we would do is we authenticate. Uh, she repeats the question like it's hard answer session. No, but no, 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 no. But how would I know it's working? How would I know? You got to tell me. How would I know? I can't resist, Cammy. How do we know the uh, injections are working? They're not. How do I know it's working? Now, the point of this exercise is, for me, solace. 
Tammy Harris is unaware of any of the dynamics about the COVID flu. Completely, utterly, blissfully, purposely and unpurposely unaware of any of the dynamics or the specifics about the COVID flu. Now, that doesn't make it better that we're to refer to her as the vice president, but it can be some solace. We as a people are everybody listening to this in my judgment is smarter than her. Everybody. Because you guys are not going to ask, uh, so when I plug in a blender, it doesn't make noise. How do I know it's working? And like I said, the EVs, electrical vehicles, are fancy blenders with batteries. That's case in point number one. Next one to remind us before we get to this approach to the COVID flu, because they're not going to let it go. And by the way, do you need evidence that they're not going to let it go? The World Health Organization tweeted this morning, as schools and holidays approach, we must acknowledge that children contaminate, contaminate their parents and grandparents at home with a 10 times increased risk for these adults to develop severe disease, be hospitalized or die when non-vaccinated. Liars, liars, you lie. There was a fascinating twist, a test out of Sweden. And what they examined was kids who played the lockdown game versus kids who did not side by side. And in these cases, they had parents and grandparents at home, which is one of the reasons Sweden is healthy, by the way. We're not designed to have single generation households. That's, that is not how God designed us. One of my biggest regrets as a parent, and I've got a whole ton of them. One day I'll do a six hour show. I was taking one of my therapy sessions. But one of my big regrets is that we didn't have a multi-generational upbringing for our daughter. It's, it's not normal that there's two generations or one. That's no, I should say it is normal, but it is not God's design. In any case, in Sweden, they did the side-by-side analysis. So you had kids who played the lockdown fiasco versus the kids who went to school. Remember, Sweden was no woke masks, none of the injections at the time. And guess who was more likely to infect grandma and grandpa? The lockdown kids. Why? Because they weren't outside getting vitamin D and fresh air and exercise and taking care of their bodies. They were cloistered in a household with their grandparents. So this is this this is uh, the other morning. This is yesterday yesterday morning. The who tweeted this out? A whole and by the way, contaminate. Now, see the World Health Organization. The people who run that, they, in my judgment, are evil. They absolutely know none of that is true. Cammie Harris, how does a blender work? When I turn on a light switch, how does that work? So we, at least for me, I find solace in the fact that none of these people are, are, uh, no one said being a good Christian is easy all the time. I'm, I'm mocking. And yet I'm just trying to illustrate a point. I argue with myself about this all the time. This is another instance. The, the Mockingbird media, they don't know. There are people in the Mockingbird media who know. There are people who have no idea. And I, again, I'm not trying to, I don't want to provide false testimony. My assessment, my belief is, 
my gut tells me, my observation of having worked in media all these years is a lot of people don't care. They want camera time. They want their face on the TV. They want to show up to restaurants in New York and say, oh, Mr. Tubin, no, we've got a table for you. Oh, are you that Jeffrey Tubin? We have a table for you and back, sir. It's in the pants or optional section of the restaurant. So Jeff Tubin is one of these guys, in my opinion, no connection to any real analysis of things because he no longer needs to do that. This is just a reminder of, of him when Biden was installed. Listen, listen to this man worship Joe Biden. This tells me so very, very much. And the contrast on display tonight was so stark. I mean, those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool. It, I look, it's like almost extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town and sort of convened the country in this moment of remembrance, uh, outstretching his arms. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us felt that way. A lot of us felt that way. Outstretching his arms. It was the lights on the Lincoln Memorial. It was not Joe Biden's arms. Most of the country did not feel that way. I, in my my mind, I don't think you felt that way, Jeff. It is creepy to hear you talking about outstretched arms, to be honest with you. It's very creepy. So moments of solace. So many in the media are completely and utterly misled. So what are we really talking about here? We're talking about a small group of people who have seized control of public health. They've seized control, in my judgment, of much of the media. They've seized control of the formerly regulatory bodies. The FDA is a pharmaceutical company. The CDC is a pharmaceutical company. If we just recognize that now and understand that public health authorities have been conned or bullied or through the years intellectually, you know, frog boiled intellectually, if we get to that understanding, then for me, it gives us solace or gives me solace that what we're really dealing with is a group of people at the top who are, are in fact scheming and smart. But the Bible saw people like this coming. Well, they saw them in that era. So what we're talking about here is, is really boiled down in this conversation with Rachel Walensky and uh, Rochelle Walensky and Gail King. I want to get that in a second, but let me just say this, this, this is just one more example from media, Jimmy Kramer. This is Jim Kramer, CNBC. I'll, I'll do it like Kramer. The government's always had the right to force you to obey. It's always exercised it, especially under the GOP. Now buy my stocks right now, man. Pharma's big. The actual quote ended at the GOP. The government has, has, the government has a right to force you to obey and has always exercised it, especially under the GOP. Tell me where the GOP went around forcing people to obey. Anyone? Mm, yellow. So, Jim Cramer, did they also have the right to force you to die? Uh, well, a Virginia hospital has now been charged with contempt of court for refusing to give a dying woman ivermectin. She's tubed. She's ventilated. They've no doubt poisoned her body with remdesivir. 
Now, her family's been begging for ivermectin. Her doctor prescribed it months ago or weeks ago, many weeks ago. And the hospital said, we can't give that to her. That's a horse paste for horses. So a judge said, no, you're going to obey her doctor's orders and you're going to give her the ivermectin. And you're going to pay $10,000 per day retroactively to when you refused to do it the first time I told you you had to do it. Incidentally, there is a man from Japan who was visiting the United States. His family sued. They won. He got ivermectin. He was on death's doorstep. He got ivermectin and is fine. So now they're suing the hospital for damages and, and God love them for doing it. You got this. This is making the bot rounds on Twitter. Listen, and people think this makes a good point. I'm fully vaccinated and I've had my booster. No, I don't know what's in it. Neither this vaccine or the ones I had as a child, nor do I know what's in the 11 secret herbs and spices at KFC. Ha ha. Chicken is the same as an injection. What this is, this is praising ignorance. Yeah, I put stuff in my body all the time. I don't check out. I don't care. It's just, I'm just sticking stuff in there. What did you, you know, you go to the doctor, you call the poison control line. Oh, I can barely breathe. Oh, my left eye has turned green. I got terrible pains in my side. Oh, I need help. Sir, sir, calm down. What did you ingest? I don't know. It was stuff. So this, and by the way, I, I, I was talking to a woman this morning on Twitter. She says, no, this makes a good point. No, it doesn't make a good point. But again, solace. We are not giving in to this. We are not giving in to appeals to authority. Here, take this pill. What is it? I'm a doctor. What's the pill? I'm a doctor. Oh, <laughs> I gotta get, I, I do. I need to get to this. I'll get to the Gail King thing and Rochelle Walensky because it boils it down. But now just this, this is just the topper. It's the cherry on top of the poison ice cream. Moderna will not let their people attend an event in San Francisco because they're afraid that they're going to get the COVID. (laughs) This is Moderna that's made gajillions of dollars forcing people to take their injections conning them, scaring them, frightening them, guilting them, making their, their their friends now suddenly dirt people in their mind. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Billions, in fact. And they won't let their people go to San Francisco because you'd assume all their people are, of course, injected. But now they might catch the COVID. It's just right on top. So there are Moderna employees. Is any Look, I know there's whistleblowers at Moderna. I know they talked to James O'Keefe. I know pharma whistleblowers have talked to O'Keefe saying, this stuff is garbage. Do not get injected with it. Your natural immune system is better. I know that. There's a lot of people at Moderna keeping their head down. But guys, listen, please. I'm begging you to listen to this. If you're at Moderna and you know you're poisoning people and you know this stuff doesn't work and you are cashing out your stock, I just ask you on that day of judgment when you die and you sit before the throne of judgment and in the throne of judgment, the Lord Almighty says to you, um, about that stock in Moderna, did that strike you as 12 pieces of silver like I'm not kidding. I've got my own redemption issues to focus on, but 
truly, why did you do that? There's this. This boils it down. Then I want to get to my approach on how to deal with this. And it's not in their matrix that they employed when they went through the PSYOP practice. It's not in there. And that's one of the big things is to break out of what people expect from you. And if we as a group begin to break out of what they expect from us, there's no matrix for this. They have no practice round for this. Gail King um, is talking here to Rochelle Lewinsky. And by the way, Lewinsky's body language is so fascinating in this. She's sitting in her chair in a, in a lovely light green jacket and she is leaning over. She's bent over. Um, and that body language is I am doing, I am, it's a duck and cover body language. It's a make me disappear. I know what I'm saying is insipid and stupid. It is. She's bent over at the shoulders. She's, she's cat backed. We call it in, in, uh, in athletics. She's cat backed. She's bent over, and then she says this as Gail King and her have a friendly visit. Shouldn't the messaging be, though, Rochelle, as we sit here, there, because we're going into year two, people think we're waiting for you to sound the trumpet and say it's all clear. We're not really going to get an all clear, are we? We just have to face the fact that we're going to have to live with this. True? I, I think that that's probably too, true, but what I would say is we have a lot of control and power to do that as we come together, as we get. Let's stop that and start it again. <laughs> Did you get this? The, the, the two-second acknowledgement of the fact that this stuff is becoming endemic. It's a cold. It's a cold. But... Shouldn't the messaging be, though, Rochelle, as we sit here, there, because if we're going into year two, people think we're waiting for you to sound the trumpet and say it's all clear. We're not really going to get an all clear, are we? We just have to face the fact that we're going to have to live with this. True? I, I think that that's probably too, true. But what I would say is we have a lot of control and power to do that as we come together, as we get vaccinated, as we do those prevention things that work to protect one another yeah. and ourselves and our family. We can bring down the amount of disease in this country and get much faster to that place. Can I? We can get much faster to that place that I said we're not going to get to. Zero COVID has always been a lie and thou shalt not. It's always since the first three days led to employers abusing and bullying employees, which runs counter to the word of God. It is now harming children counter to the word of God. It is redesigning the body designed by God counter to God's intent. And this woman. Well, no, we're not going to get the zero COVID, but if we work really hard, we can get the zero COVID. Pawn. Everything in me tells she's tells me she's a pawn. And you know what the main thing is? The body language. Duck and cover body language. Cat backed. Don't remember I said this because I know it is utter gibberish. If you are a small business and you need a digital presence and you want it to be robust and you want it to be easy for customers to find you, please get in touch with my friend Dave the Digital. Dave's at greenhaveninteractive.com. He is a he is a conservative Christian man, and he makes no bones about that. He is happy to discuss his faith at any time and 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 evangelize and and disciple make. 
Uh, he's also a great technologist. So real specialty is helping the right people find you and then looking at, okay, who are the buyers? And then saying, okay, let's, this is what the buyers look like. Let's go find more people for whom your product is a match. That's what he does. He does it so very well. It's greenhaveninteractive.com. So this is my new approach to all of this because it goes outside. It goes outside the matrix of fear that was created by the party. They did a 4,000 person PSYOP run through. They got 4,000 participants at Yale University and they looked at factors like this, which how are they going to con people into taking the injection? You have your self, you've got, it goes like this, your personal freedom message. Working together, we can regain our personal freedom that, that we've had to, we've had to stop because of a flu. Economic freedom message. Well, you can get your job back once you get the injection. Self-interest. You're going to die if you don't get injected. Community interest. You're killing people. All of you. So-called governor of Washington state. Well, you know, you're just a, you're just a bioterrorist with a, a suicide bomb of, of anthrax tied around your, uh, your chest if you don't take the mRNA injections. Economic benefit message. The economy come back. Guilt message. You are horrible. That old man who died at the age of 103 from COVID, you killed him. You stomped on his chest with your dirty, disgusting dirt body. Anger message. Your neighbors? (laughs) They're why you don't have a job. It's the dirt people. They're the reason American society's falling apart. That bad cough your kid had for three days? That's your neighbor's fault. You got to force them. So it was things like that that they went through in their matrix of psychological pressure, PSYOP, psychological operation. You know what's done on here? (sighs) I'm bored of COVID. I choose to focus on more important things. Thank you, though. Now, think of this. If you are in still one of the lockdown former states, like Washington State is a former state, if you're still in a lockdown state and you go into a store and they come to you with the mask, instead of arguing, just say, you know, <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm so bored with COVID. I'm thinking of other things like redemption. By the way, how are you with the Lord? I'm thinking of other things. By the way, bored with COVID. Did you know that China has death camps? You know, we're going to have the Olympics over there and there's a death camp. It's a, it's a concentration camp of Uyghur people. Did you know that? While you're thinking of that mask, did you know that's happening? It doesn't fit in their metric. It doesn't fit in their in their layout. And if this is done in mass, they won't know how to respond with this. If this is done on social media in mass, they don't have a response mechanism for this is boring now, guys. And by the way, the use of like these KFC memes, none of this is old. 
the, uh, the the meme I talked about where, oh, well, because they don't know what's in chicken, I choose to inject myself with an mRNA injection. And ignorance is, in fact, a virtue. That's what that said. Ignorance is a virtue. None of this is old. This is from 2018 Wired magazine, the UK version of Wired.com. Inside the British Army's secret information warfare machine, they are soldiers, but the 77th Brigade edits videos, records podcasts, writes viral posts. Welcome to the age of information warfare. Now, at that point, that had been aimed outward at outward enemies, opponents of the UK, other countries, other regimes. This has been aimed inward, and all of it is about engendering fights. All of it is about oversimplifying all of it is about like kfc style memes now all of it is getting down into the guilt or the ridicule portion of their program to cause people to get these injections the response i'm sorry i don't talk about covid anymore because i find it very very boring incidentally what are you doing to fight the fact that there are the liquidation of human beings going on in China and the Olympics are going over there. Are you doing anything about that? Incidentally, have you heard of the Southern border? That's still going on. By the way, did you know that we have a president who's cognitively not there? I'm going to concentrate on those things because I find your COVID thing so desperately boring. I'm sorry. Did you say something about a mask? I wasn't listening because I'm bored with it. I'm telling you. They have no way to respond to this stuff. They're not operating with any sense of the fact that you and I suck up so much information. British Medical Journal, David Robinson, a doctoral candidate, Peter Dashi, an associate professor, write about the fact that this isn't going away, that it's becoming endemic. This is the line from his paper. There is no universal definition of epidemiological parameters for the end of a pandemic. By what metric then will we know when it's actually over? The World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 pandemic, but who will tell us when it's over? And they go on to say the ubiquity of dashboards that, that showed the cases, blah, 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 blah. That, that people expect that to go to zero, but it's not going to go to zero. He says this and gives historical instances past 130 years has shown with seasonal waves of this stuff until it effe- very it effectively becomes a cold. It's right here in the British Medical Journal. So they won't even operate around these parameters. Incidentally, the World Health Organization changed what pandemic means so they can call anything a pandemic. It doesn't even need to involve death at high numbers. They can just say pandemic and it's a pandemic. They underestimate our knowledge. Let's take the knowledge into action. I'm asking you now on social media to express boredom with COVID-19, to express boredom with cases, to express boredom with masks, to express boredom overall. Anytime you are confronted with someone who wants to have these conversations, hey, have you gotten vaccinated yet? Oh, man, I'm so bored with that topic. Let's talk about China's belligerence in the Asian uh, in the Asian region and their plans to uh, use an EMP attack against the United States of America with a supersonic rocket. Can we talk about that? I'm so utterly bored. Now, if we do that, we have to be ready for something else. And this is the shock where people go, you're bored? That is so cold. No, it's not. Because I know where this is at. It's a cold. 
That's why I'm bored. I don't talk about colds. I don't talk about seasonal colds. There's nothing I can do about it. It's a seasonal cold. My question for you is, I'm bored. Why are you scared? What is it that God did not equip us with here? In the face of this flu, what did God not give us in the way of a response? And if you go back up to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Find me the non-hypocrite at the top of the COVID response. Find me a single non-hypocrite. Find me a single consistent truth teller. And then if you can do that and you can't, parse it down to who then, with whom then do we stand with your friends? Boredom, having not been in their purview, not been in their sights, not been in their foreplanning, meaning they are not prepared to counter it, means this. We end the pandemic by ending the engagement. I was, you know, I'm brought up around social workers and, and a teacher and, and my wife did not have that advantage. And we each have our strengths and weaknesses. And my wife brings many, many, many strengths to this marriage. Like she saw the COVID thing as a scam in 10 minutes. She saw big farmer for what big pharma is before I did. Many, many things. And I had just this different upbringing. So when we were a young couple and we would argue, my response would be, um, when things got heated between both of us, I'm not blaming anybody, but my response would be, hey, you know what? Um, let's continue to talk after we both calm down. My wife, God love her, she wasn't used to that. No, I, I want to argue now. Um, you know what? Let's calm down. And when we're calmed down, let's continue the discussion. No, I want to argue now. Dang it. This, let's argue this out. No. Let's wait until we calm down and then let's, let's, let's reapproach it. And she, and later when we tell these stories, she, she, you know, she finds it funny because it was just this different approach. How do you deal with that on a personal basis? Now let's just wait until we're calmed down. This is the response. This is the one they don't expect. This is the one I want to use. Doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about COVID because I'm obsessed with it. But when I'm in the face of these people, it's all going to be about, guys, I am so utterly bored with what you're saying. You could write to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. And man, the emails that continue to come in, I am so thankful for these. There are people, and I talked to a guy yesterday. I talked to a guy who is super, super well-known in radio. And he is a dear man, and I consider him a good friend. And I consider him a man filled with wisdom and a patriot. And we just see things differently. So it is not an indictment, but I had to talk with my friend. And, and that man is, has done so much in radio. And he is legendary in circles radio. So I'm not going to give his name out because it was a private conversation. But he said to me some very wise things like, you know what? This might be really tough. If you ever try to decide to take this thing to a national radio show, it might be really tough given the content and so much of it focused on God. And I said, oh, that's okay. That's fine. And man, you got to get the ads plugged in and get the ads turned on. And let's, let's start with some of the low hanging fruits. No, that's fine. God's going to provide that. 
We'll, we'll, we'll turn the corner into running more ads when it's time to do that. And, and the Lord will give us that signal. And there's no scarcity. There's just fulfillment. This God has provided. We're fine. I have all sorts of financial padding that, that most people don't because God has gifted me. So I'm going to reinvest it. I'm going to spend some money to spread the word. Really, you're going to, that's very expensive. It is. That's very expensive. You're right. You're right. It is. You know what is balancing the scales for me is notes from people. And the emails. Let me start with a note from a critic because believe it or not, I love this so, so much. I love this question. I love this challenge. I love it to the ends of the earth. And it's from a fellow Todd with two Ds. There are no Todds with one D, so we're clear. From Todd to Todd. You seem to think you know a whole lot more than our best scientists. Tell me, where did you get your triple degrees in immunology, epidemiology, and public health? My response, I'm really tired of COVID. Let's talk about appeal to authority. Where did you learn that because someone has a degree, that means they're right? And where is it that you found somewhere a scale for best scientists? Is this somehow, is this an observable, trackable, readable, falsifiable thing? Is it database? Do they have a contest? Is it like Survivor? The, all the scientists in the world go on an island and they theorize and then they beat each other up over their theories until outcome the 13 top scientists in the world. Incidentally, where along the line did you get the idea that credentialed people can't also be fallen into evil, be dissuaded by the enemy into doing things that are awful? Can you look through history? History and find any examples of where, oh, I don't know, pharmaceutical companies interacted with, let's say, Nazis to test drugs on people who are trapped in prison camps. That might be hard for you because those people were doctors. Plus, of course, they were the very best scientists because the people in the regime said they were best scientists. Also, you might look over into Lycazo, what is it, uh, Lycazoism. And this is this was uh, this was uh, Stalin's scientists. Like uh, I'm not saying it the right way. Like Tanko, Rush used to love this, God rest him. His scientist was saying things like bumps on people's head indicate how smart they are. Therefore, let's go find people without bumps on their head. Plus, starving people's okay. He was the very best scientist that Joseph Stalin had. You have scientists right now in the U in, in China who are saying, you know what, let's take the Uyghurs and let's make them part pig and see what happens when we put pig genes into them. Now we don't need their permission. And sure, they consider pigs to be dirty, but who cares? We're the best scientists. So I'm bored of the COVID, Todd. But let's talk about appeal to authority and where along the line you became dissuaded into believing that credential equals right or that there's some form of ranking scientists. Now, to specifically answer your question, I don't have those triple degrees, but you knew that when you wrote it ironically. What do I have? Pattern recognition. What do I have? Two years. What do I have? Watching hypocrisy. What do I have? The data showing that the injections don't work. What do I have? Data showing that kids are far more at harm from these injections than from the COVID flu. What do I have? All the things that scientific study and scientific rigor used to value before it became appeal to authority. And was it from the best scientists? No, it's just from the raw data and the best data analysts. I do appreciate the note. By the way, that's weird to me that I get it in live radio because people surf through live radio and they come across a conversation and it bugs them and they write in. But apparently this dude subscribes to the podcast, so I'm thankful for that. Steve writes, God be with us all. I'm all in. Thanks for being honest. We are the moral majority. We need to stand up strong. Thanks for all you do. 
My wife and I talked about this last night, Steve. We need to be God's people at every single public meeting. We need to stop hiding God's word, go to public meetings. And sure, we can speak from a perspective of scientific rigor. For instance, high school board, I stand today to reacquaint you with the phrase mirrored synapses. This is a portion of the brain that allows children to develop unique emotional attachments to people and to discern people's mood. It is also called the empathy gene. By covering their faces, you have robbed from them the ability to create these mirrored synapses. I would also equate you with the idea of the face of God. May the face of God smile upon you. I may also equate you with the fact that our images are made in the image of God. And I might just also drop a hint that Jesus was very clear about harming children. You're not to do that. All these things run counter to God and, by the way, to scientific rigor, which makes sense since God Almighty designed the science and the scientific subjects at us. Stop the mass diktat right now. Thank you very much for giving me the time to speak. It's been a privilege. We need to be able to combine these things. That's to me, that's where victory comes from. This is a cool note. This is from Ryan. He has a, he has a former nickname. Hi, Todd. When you were on KTTH, I went by pseudo nickname. But now that show's become so much more personal. My name is Ryan. Nice to meet you, Ryan. It's great to meet you. And all those who transitioned over, and I mean that in the real form possible. We didn't. You can't. He means that funny like. You're laying it all out there on the podcast. Many of us know, knew the Todd of commercial radio. Feels like we're all meeting again. You haven't taken up the nickname theme yet. We had a bunch of nicknames in local radio. Some of you have heard that, like Stevens Lunatic, Jiu-Jitsu Weasel. I'll probably never know who they are, but that's true. I've long loved the show, and a big reason is I'm a math nerd. Math goes through my head constantly. Simple problems to probability. You mentioned the magic number to a song, the cross and DNA. Yes, that is the golden ratio. You're right. That appears in in ocean water. It appears in our blood. It appears in the best music, the golden ratio. I also feel that mass crosses over numbers. I believe it's reasoned. Some people find rabbit holes so interesting, twists and turns, etc. As Christians, we believe in pro-freedom God that allows us choices. He's uncovered love for us. He'd forgive us of terrible acts that our wives may never. Why is it that many of us, myself with a plank in my eye included, have such a hard time improving the body and mind for God? Why is it hard at times to have God in the forefront of our daily routines, work, or recreation? The twists and turns of this rabbit hole through my mind as I froze my tail off standing on a machine today. After listening to your podcast, it dawned on me. Do the evil know their evil had a bit in it? You spoke so you know. Maybe as sinners have become too comfortable with little sins, straying from the word, and enjoying the pleasures of this world. To many people, the move you made is a risk to your career. You went with the Lord, trusted him, including his word, so I know it's not. I feel like the new show is going to cause a little positive realization in your audience like it did for me today. And I appreciate it, Todd. I'm writing this evening to change the, I'm not, what, yeah, I'm not writing this world uh, evening to change the world. I'm writing to let you know that you are, keep it up. And by the way, he's also um, a, a real man, does real man work and has compared that to the gym. So I appreciate that aspect of the note as well. Look, um, Ryan, here's the deal. As I see your note, if you get in a boat and you aim for Hawaii, and you start your journey to Hawaii from the West Coast, and you are off by one-tenth of a degree, and you stay right on that path, you will eventually be so far away from Hawaii, you won't know where you're at. Likewise with little sins. Little tiny sins. They add up over time, and pretty soon you've completely lost your way. I find it this way. This is another example. I am happy living a straight-edge diet. 
I'm happy this way. I don't eat grains and I don't eat sugar. Grains make me gain weight. They make me puffy and they make me retain fat. It's just the way my body works. And I've just learned this over the years. So I've eliminated them. I don't miss them. On occasion, I'll go have, every week I have a, uh, a gluten-free pizza crust every single week. That's my, that's not a grain, but it's close. I have chosen a straight-edge lifestyle and how I live dietetically because it works for me. Because I am never off. And consequently, it's having a great effect on, on what my goals are for my body. And in fact, I look at it now as a form of worshiping God because he gave us this body to be treated with respect. Likewise, with little tiny sins. I'm trying to cleanse myself of those. So hence, my daughter says I'm becoming Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Although Ned was a pretty big sinner. Let's be honest. Judge, mental, and couldn't see that plank in his eyes you pointed out there. And lastly, this, in terms of changing the world, I'm not doing that. God is doing that. If you felt changed by the show, it is God, period. One more note and a combination music review. This is from Julie. She wrote to me and she said initially, I hope I'm not being a pest. No, Julie, you are not. You are a listener and a valued member of the family. Thought you'd appreciate this song. For all the girls damaged by people like Epstein and Maxwell, if you've never heard it, it's got an amazing message. His music is great. So the song started out to me boring, musically. Then the lyrics. Then the singing. Then I understood the theme of the song. Then I re-examined it. It has a not drudge-like quality, but it has a steady stream, a wash. Not particularly big changing chords. Not soaring chord changes. No dissonance. But it's purposeful. Because what he's getting across is the wash of pain people find themselves in and the reality that people can discover if they'll slow down. As the music slows down just a little, sonically, that's how I view the song. From a perspective of singing, I think the singing is great. I think the lyrics, though, are what shine. And I am a lyric person. I do appreciate music, but I am a lyric person. I also think somewhere along the line, I want to hear this guy's story. His name is Matthew West. I want to hear his story as to why he would personally write a song like this. This is about women, former girls, damaged, as Julie said, by people like Epstein and Maxwell. It's called Broken Girl. Uh, it's by Matthew West. Look what he's done to you. It isn't fair. Your light was bright and new, but he didn't care. He took the heart of a little girl and made it grow up too fast. Words like innocence don't mean a thing You hear the music play, but you can't sing Those pictures in your mind keep you locked up inside your past This is a song for the broken girl The one pushed aside by the cold, cold world you are Hear me when I say You're not the one that they made you feel 
says Matthew West is the, the artist and the song is called Broken Girl. And on a personal note, it was my father who gave me the love of trying to deal with and help people who are in fact broken. Because my father was deeply broken. And in fixing others or trying to or trying to assist them, in fact, what he was trying to do was make himself okay. What he was trying to do was add value to himself to feel valuable because he just never did feel that value. The song refers to a love that can never steal. He's referring to the love of God Almighty. Love that cannot be stolen. Um, There has been very, very few times in my life where I have just fell into tears over a TV show. It's happened. I'm not saying it doesn't. Movies? Yeah. I cry my way through Lone Survivor every single time I watch it, and A River Runs Through It, which my wife loathes. Every time I watch River Runs Through It, it's about I'm not crying. And I weep. Or the other one is uh, Benjamin Button. I can't stand that at the end where he's a baby and she's old, and I'm, ugh, I'm a mess. The program The Chosen really has gotten me some points. So The Chosen is a crowd-funded program about Jesus and um, the apostles. And it is so well done. And the guy who plays Jesus is so smart and so spot on. The story starts out with Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene, and her possession by a legion of demons. Um, Many demons possessed her and her struggle with that. And it's displayed on the screen in really frightening ways. And a rabbi goes to try to help her Um, be rid of the demons and the demons laugh in his face. You can do nothing to us. And they laugh in his face through Mary's face. And it is deeply, deeply frightening. Particularly if you are aware of the demonic. When Jesus meets her, she's in a bar and she's drinking the pain away and she's self-medicating. And he wants her to go with him, and she's met men aplenty because she at that time was also a prostitute. She's exiting the bar, leave me alone. And at that point, she wasn't called Mary. She'd been using another name, Lilith, the first woman, some people say. It's not Eve. Some people say it's Lilith. She's using Lilith. I think that's important to the story, that name, that falseness, that lie. Jesus says to her, Mary. And on camera, her face changes and she turns. How did you know my name? I've always known you. That's over now. You're with me. And so she was. I was in uh, downtown Spokane with my father doing nothing more than coming back from a divorce kid visit. We drove through downtown Spokane from the North Hill. We were going to stop at Dick's Hamburgers and just grab a couple burgers and eat them to go. My dad went past, I believe it was probably Sprague, 
turned around, then went back. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I need to do something. And he pulled up on the side of the street next to a young woman who was walking the streets and he rolled down the window and he said, Tracy. And this woman, young woman stopped and she goes, who are you? He said, Tracy. It's Terry. And her face sunk and then lit. And I knew this had to be a former client. And she started to cry. And she got in the travel hall. And my dad didn't say a word. We just turned around and started driving north. He took her home. He spoke to her mother for several hours. He called my mom. We're late. I'm going to need to stay out here. And in the morning, they dealt with what led her back to that. He knew her name because he saw it on a form and worked with her all those years. That wasn't the street name she used. The God that has known you from the very beginning knows your name. He knows every hair on your head. It can all be over if you're with him. This is the Todd Herman Show. And I so appreciate the notes of support, particularly also the notes of challenges. If you don't like the new format, please let me know. Big boy can take it. Now, go be well, be strong, be kind, and please be right with God.